Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends. A long time no speak because I've been AWOL for the last three weeks, I think, um, not sending out a, um, an episode. Um, and really, I've had quite unusually because um, in the sort of 200 odd episodes very rarely do I have guests not show up or reschedule last minute but there seems to be a bit of a spate of that at the moment um, which maybe is as things are coming out of lockdown last year and, and things are being rescheduled and restarting people's lives are a lot busier or it could be people really tuning into the self-care that they need and actually feeling they're not in the headspace to, to sit and have a conversation but Whatever the reason, uh, and because I have also been prioritising my self-care, sorry, there hasn't been an episode for the last few weeks. But we do have plenty more conversations scheduled in the pipeline and really excited to share this conversation with you today. So I was joined by Walker Brandt and um, we had a really um, amazing conversation about a bit of her journey um, that led her to write her book, Awaken. And so we, we talk about that, we talk about that journey and that process and and writing the book and, and kind of looking at your your story, your narrative in a different way, um, which is something that can be really powerful. I think it's something we've talked about before um, on the show about narratives and then ended up geeking out about Black Panther and we didn't do this, <laughs> do that today. Um, but I think it's, it's a really interesting to think about, about the stories that we're telling ourselves about ourselves, about our life, um, about all of those things and how that can really have a massive impact on how we feel, how we see the world, the choices that we make, all of that kind of stuff. So um, I really hope you enjoy this conversation and I'll be back super quickly at the end. Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest Walker to join us. So let me tell you a little bit about Walker. Walker Brandt is a professional actor, author, spokesperson, speaker and producer. Busy. <laughs> Her image and personality have been utilised in the entertainment industry for over 25 years. She's appeared in international blockbuster films, TV shows, dozens of commercials and thousands of advertising campaigns for global brands over the span of her career to date. In 2020, Walker became a published author with Awaken, discovering yourself through the light of your innocence. Awaken is an Amazon number one international bestseller, and it shares a vulnerable, intimate journey of how she developed tools to overcome helplessness and thoughts of suicide and chose to rewrite her story personally and professionally, leading to happiness and success. Serving others in their journey to transform and live a life they choose is one of her passions, and I'm so happy to welcome you. You sound so busy. <laughs> Thank you for making the time to join us. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You know what's funny? A friend of mine, uh, my best forever. In fact, it's just a, like a little story. We met each other when we were, I think, 20, 21. And we were both dating musicians. And we were, they were really rocky relationships. 
we made dinner one night, you know, I had like a, a, a double date. We made dinner and we looked at each other. We're cooking in the kitchen. We looked over at our guys. We're like, I think we're with them so that we can meet. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. Like two months later, we both broke up with our boyfriends. We've been friends for over 30 years. And she's like a sister. We feel like at some point we must've, because we're born actually just a day and a half apart or yeah, day and a half. And, um, and I said to her, I said, you know what? I think that our spirits met before we went down into the bodies we were going to go into. And we like slapped hands and said, see you in 20, <laughs> 22, <laughs> whatever it was. I think it was 21, 22, somewhere in there, but see you in 20. And, and from that day on, it was like, you know, we finished each other's sentences. We just knew each other. It was all those friendship moments. So, um, so yeah, that, I just wanted to tell that story because it's such a fun moment and, um, it just reminded me of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a lovely story. And that kind of, that connection, sometimes you just have that connection with people and, you know, and you have some friendships that if you haven't seen each other for a while, it feels a bit strained and awkward and somewhere it's just like a, not a day has passed. You can just pick it up and carry on. And I'm just saying that is so special, isn't it? It is. And that's exactly, we live on opposite sides of the United States. And every time we talk to each other, it's like, I feel like I'm having a cup of tea with you right now. And that, that's kind of one of our bonding things is we both love tea. And she introduced me to cardamom tea and it was like this big thing. And it was just lovely, you know? And so we had this, we just, yeah, it's a spirit, it's a spirit bond. We're definitely sisters, you know, we have different moms and we're definitely sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so lovely. Um, I'd love to I mean I, we could talk about friendship and that these connections all day because it's such a great topic but I'd love to hear a little bit more of your story and you know what kind of where you sort of started and um, although that's kind of like where did you start but that sort of you know when you sort of started that journey that kind of inspired your book and, and what that was like for you. Wow well so I have written you know, my whole life, I've written poems and I've written little stories and I've loved writing, but it's always been journaling. It's always been my sort of private area. It's, and it's one of the ways that I kept my, my mind um, relieved and released from the pain and trauma I grew up with. And it kept me on a track. So uh, it was a way to express my my feelings. So it was very private, very intimate. Um, I used automatic writing throughout all my twenties and thirties. It's how I actually started journaling. Are you familiar with what that is? Automatic writing? I'm not sure. So if you could tell us. automatic, Automatic writing is writing a statement or a feeling what it, what is on your heart in your mind and allowing your higher self that beautiful part of every one of us that loves us no matter what, that sometimes we just don't hear that voice answer that question, soothe that pain, give you the support you need. And that's, that's how I started journaling. And I, and I, that's my development with journaling. So I don't, I'm always journaling in that way, supporting myself, self-soothing guidance, whatever. I always go there. And so Um, And there was a lot of pain and suffering that I had gone through and a lot of just, like I said, really private stuff. I made some, you know, choices that were a result of 
um, in relationships, especially that were a result of the trauma that I lived through. I was choosing people that were expressions of what I lived through because I was, you know, I was young and trying to find my way. And, um, and, you know, we just, we mature at, at the, at the level we mature, we, we get informed at the level we get informed at the time we get informed. It's all the way it's meant to be. And, and sometimes we, you know, we, we, we go down some bumpy roads and I did, I went down some bumpy roads, but I was also creating a lot of success at that time. And so I, I really, I, it was like a, a real contrast. I was professionally very successful, personally, a freaking train wreck, <laughs> you know, for a long time until I met my husband. Well, I met him 11 years before we actually started dating. So not when I met him, but once we started dating is like the time where I said, I just, just gave up my personal life completely to God. It's like spirit. You just choose for me. I cannot do this. You know, I was like, I'm not doing a good job here. I'm trying, but, um, I can't do both. And, um, and I started writing out, you know, exactly what I wanted. I learned through my relationships at that point, what I didn't want. <laughs> so I got real clear on that. And I started, you know, being very clear on what I thought it was I wanted. And this was at 20, I think it was 26 at this time. And I wrote at the bottom um, of it, or better, or whatever you think, <laughs> allowing for an open end. And it, it was, you know, my life started changing. I started seeing things differently. It was really interesting. We open our hearts and open ourselves up to the possibility of something different. It's, it's like a permission we give ourselves. And I think, I, I think it's so powerful. And um, even though it wasn't recognizable still for a while, it was a really powerful moment um, to write that down and to give myself permission to want something very specific and not just respond and react to what was presented to me, but to be more involved with the process of my life, more like, you know, I'm the producer of this. Yeah. I need to be a little more clear on what I want to produce. Um, so uh, with my book, I went through, and this, is, this was uh, to, to actually write it, to, to, to share these private, private feelings was a result of being um, sort of challenged in the most loving way from a, a woman named Lisa Nichols, who said, who came across my path when I opened myself to another part of, you know, that we as women tend to not listen to that little voice in there that says, I really want to do this. We're, we're givers, we're servers. We just tend to put our kids, our family, and people first, because I think it's kind of just a feminine um, nature thing that we do. And I think it's beautiful and it's really part of, and then that should not go away, but it's something that needs to be balanced. And that, that voice inside needs to be listened to because each one of us has a unique, a unique thing we need to do, a unique listening that we have that we need to take action on. And so I opened myself up to that after going through a really challenging time um, with a health issue with my husband. And um, 
it was life-threatening and we walked a really long battle and think, I mean, thank you, God, we, uh, you know, and, and the perseverance and us, we, we beat it. <laughs> I'm really grateful um, for that. It was really trying and it, it, it took me to my knees a couple of times. Um, and it was, it was just the uncertainty of it, not knowing this person who I just love more than anything in the world um, was going to be here, you know, my best friend, you know, and how are we going to, are we going to beat this? Cause you don't know when somebody's going through something, it's, it's really up to them. You can do what you can do, but it's really up to them and their body. And you just, we just don't know. And there's a, there's a letting go that you have to get to of just acceptance. And, um, and I got to that and I really started hearing my voice that there's something else you're supposed to do here. There's something else. Um, being an actor is not the only thing that, that you're here to do. Um, and I felt like, well, I have such a, have a wonderful marriage, a lot of success. I, how can I ask for more? What, I, what would I, can I, what am I, you know, and I started listening. And then, like I said, Lisa came across my path and she made this statement at one of her events and it was, your book is for the people it will help. It's not for you. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that just set me down, right? It set me down. It made me think, because I am a giver and I'm, I love serving and helping I just love watching people expand and do, I love reflecting people to themselves and seeing them go, Oh, there I am. And they just fly. It's, there's nothing like that's so beautiful. And she, she loves that too. And so she reflected that to me and I received it. I saw it and I knew it. And then I just started writing and it took a lot of courage to write awaken. It was, it's very, like you read, it's intimate, it's private. It shares things I've never shared with anyone before. And, um, and I just, it, it, it was like an instant shift. It was like a switch. It was like, what am I, why am I hiding this? Why am I afraid to show me? This is my life. This is what I lived through. This is, I wouldn't change it. Um, it was difficult. You know, I struggled and I dealt with suicide and I dealt with mental health issues. I dealt with all kinds of, with drug issues, dealt with alcohol. I went through all that in my life. Why would I? Why would I not let the full me be seen? What am I afraid of? And I, I recognized that it was because I had been trying for so long to live into what people wanted and saw me as, right? Living into that because it made me feel better than what, because what I felt like at the time when I started as an actor, I was really wounded and I was on my own at a very young age. And so here I was in this huge, these huge films and, you know, um, up and coming actress, actress, and I'm, you know, reading for, you know, huge projects, you know, and I'm going fast, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, and they're all seeing me as this person, nobody knows what I've been through. I'm like, okay, this is how they see me. This means success is living in that direction, not living, you know, not sharing. They were all think I'm, you know, I would never believe what I've through. And so it was like, I just kind of, took that on for a long period of my life. And, and it was fractured because there were, you know, I was, me was stuck in between the, the, the difficult, the trauma and this 
person that was living into her future and trying to produce and create this. And it was, it was an awesome, and it is, you know, uh, but there was not a connecting and harmony between the two, a full acceptance. There was a resistance mm-hmm. and, um, and that's what the letting go of that is what brought awaken and yeah. this new path. Wow. Amazing. And thank you so much, um, you know, for sharing you know, some, some of your story, people have to check out the book <laughs> more of your, of your story. And, you know, with that resistance and that, Ooh, what will people think? What's the reaction been like, you know, people that know you now that the book is out there? Really lovely. <laughs> you know, um, I was so scared. I mean, some of my family members, it's challenging even though another thing that uh, Lisa said to me um, and to many people, she tells everybody this, write the book that only you can write. And if you are writing a book that is about pain and trauma, write it so that the person that hurts you the most can sit in the front row with their dignity intact. And that was like, I mean, that, that really put me on task because my book wasn't, it really wasn't written about or written for me. It wasn't written about me, but it wasn't written for me. I knew that going in, this book is to serve others. I knew it. It, I mean, like I said, it was like a light switch. And the only reason I hadn't written it before was because I needed that light switch, that clarity. And when you're going through writing that you have to deal with the parts of you when you've been through trauma that come up and say, well, they did this and this was horrible. And I want, you know, and I want to say this, you know, and it's your, it's our job as the stewards of our own spirits, of our own growing, of our own knowing, of our own self-love to parent and to care for ourselves in those moments and recognize, this is my belief, to recognize that it's our job at that moment. We don't have to put somebody on blast again at a later date and bring something up and hurt them. And blame doesn't get us anywhere anyway. It hurts us more than anyone else. And, but there's a time in our lives when blame is what we do. We're immature, we're young. That part of us has a voice. And if we've been damaged or hurt during that period, it's natural for that part to almost be encapsulated within us. And it's our job, I I believe in responsibility to always be mindful and aware to love that part of ourselves to cherish that part, to give that part voice within us and to re, you know, to coach ourselves out of it and to help that part grow because our parents weren't able to do it. They weren't able to, that part could not grow with them. There wasn't the caring, the nurturing, the kindness, the love, the tolerance um, that that time in our lives we needed. So we grow despite that it's on us at a certain point. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that through that that process of writing and and you know having to sort of reparent that bit and think about well okay that's how I'm feeling about it but let's think about how we can do that so this person has their dignity intact and how we can kind of reframe it and tell it was that kind of healing to kind of change and think about your narrative in a different way? Yeah, absolutely, it was, and you know it was interesting because I was I had reached a point where I had stopped blaming, but I hadn't reached a point where I could write it, speak it, or imagine sitting across from 
my parents and be able to talk about it outside myself. You know, I hadn't done that. That's what Awaken gave me. It gave me that. And it was huge. And it was huge. It was validating because it was a recognition. You've done the work. You've done this. You know, you've been doing it and you're further along than you thought. And yes, during this process of writing the book, I had more work to do. I had some, and it's in the book. There were moments where I was just like, you know, I went through some, I found areas that were stuck in my body, you know, they were like triggered. And it was like, all of a sudden I'm shaking and I'm afraid and I'm feeling terrified. And I had, but I had the, you know, the mental constitution to be able to go, okay, this is okay. You're feeling this. Let's sit in it. Let's not distract. Let's not run. Let's not blame. Let's not ask why. Let's not resist it. Let's just accept it and let it pass. And that's what I was able to do. And, and like, like I said, there were people that came into my life that gave very specific information, like another one, Joe Bolte Taylor, Dr. Joe Bolte Taylor, who's an amazing woman who had a stroke. And uh, when she was in her twenties, I believe, and she um, had to relearn her whole mindset. And she, when she came back, she came in her right brain, hundred percent. And she was just pure love, pure joy, pure. It was all creativity. And when her left brain started coming back in, she started feeling afraid. She started feeling uh, um, anger. She started feeling things that she had not. And these live in these different parts of our brain. And we need that balance of our right and left brain, right? And so she was so afraid and she was living with her mom. And so she, of course, she's a Harvard doctor. She's brilliant. And so she started studying it when she was trying to figure out what is this. And she discovered that there's, when these emotions hit us like this, when these experiences hit us, they only last in our bodies and our minds for 90 seconds, Hannah, 90 seconds. And anything that lasts longer than that, we are choosing it with our thought process. We are chewing on it, keeping it going. And I was like, okay, I have a choice. And I think that was one of the things as a child, when you go through trauma, you don't feel you have a choice and it is repetitive over and over and over and over. You don't have a choice. You can't control your environment and you have to retrain that. So it becomes really important to retrain choice. And when you find out you have a choice, you got to jump on that. And I did, I had the, thank goodness, the, the, clarity to know at a very young age to jump on choice and to choose myself and to listen. And I think that is the number one thing that, um, that, that really changed my life is knowing to choose me and also recognizing that moment when yeah. something hits me, it triggers me 90 seconds, just pause. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of out. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so powerful. I mean, I could keep talking all night or all morning for you, but we don't have that much time. I'm already running out of time quickly. So um, I wonder if I can ask you my set questions as like a quick fire uh, round. Um, and then we'll tell people where they can find your book uh, as well at the end. So my first question I ask everyone, we talk about mental well-being on the podcast. So I'd love to know what mental well-being means to you. Mental well-being means waking up every morning in acceptance of who you are, being thankful 
for the very basics. You're alive, you have your breath, you have a healthy body. Gratitude is so powerful. And remembering that resistance is the opposite of acceptance and resistance creates unhappiness and acceptance creates peace. And try and find that as often as you can when you're challenged, remember that information, that, that's my number one. Yeah, love it. Um, I think you've answered my follow-up. I'll ask anyway, in case you want to add anything, which is what you do to look after your own mental well-being. Yes. Well, yeah, I, 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 I seek gratitude whenever I can. I have since very young person, even in the midst of blame, even in the midst of blame, I find things that I can be great, grateful for, even in the midst of just being in the, you know, anger, blame, whatever it is, frustration. I always try and retract myself. Where can I find something to be grateful for in this moment to lighten this load? and lighten my load with gratitude, lighten my load with acceptance, and just remember responsibility. I am responsible for me. I am responsible for my happiness and my peace. That gives me, uh, that just gives me peace knowing that. It gives me a feeling of, yeah, I can do this. And it opens me up rather than contracts me into, you know, somebody else, somebody else's choice that may not fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So my next question, is um, if you've got one to three top tips that people could try in their life that could have a massive impact. I think we've already had lots of great advice, but if you've got any more um, that you'd recommend for us. On the resistance and, um, and happiness and unhappiness, I would highly suggest giving this a shot. When you feel something that is making you unhappy, sit for a moment, Take out a piece of paper and write down, what about this am I resisting that is making me this uncomfortable? And trust that the answer, because if it's a person, what about this person am I resisting that makes me unhappy? What about this circumstance? And allow yourself, allow yourself that experience, allow yourself the right to have those feelings. And then ask yourself, how can I make this easier for myself and the other person or the circumstance? How can I move through this for the benefit of myself and others? And go down that list and you'll find that you'll start creating in the next question and end it with, I can do this. I am peace. I am cooperation. I am grateful. I get to play. I get to live, you know, and end it in in that way. You will find out in so many situations in life, those questions apply and they literally take away that pressure that we put on ourselves that we've got to have, you know, the answer, allow your heart to deliver you the answer and know you've got it in there. It's there. We all have it. We just don't engage it very often. So yeah, engage your self your real self, the love that you have for you, the self that's connected to your well, your wellness and your well-being. Engage that often. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. It's a brilliant uh, and like a strategy, um, you know, people can use as well. Um, I love to read and we'll give people the details of your book in a moment. But um, I always ask people that come on if they've got 
another book that's been really impactful in their life that they'd like to recommend to us? Yes. Um, you know what I love? Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Have you heard of it? It's, I th- yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. It's brilliant. Brilliant book. Yeah. Um, I'm reading it again now and um, it just, it's so right for right now. Yeah. We need this because we have so much we're all dealing and navigating with uncertainty, newness, unfamiliarity, and we have to be able to navigate that peacefully with temperance and tolerance for one another. And the way we communicate is really important. Sometimes just being silent if we don't have the words, but getting guidance from somebody who's dedicated his life to helping people bring peace, peaceful environments at work and families and within that's that's that book so highly recommend nonviolent communication by marshall rosenberg yeah awesome thank you so much and that sadly brings me to my final question which is where we can connect with you online where we can find your book uh, all of those details thank you well you can my book is on amazon um i can be found at walkerbrandt.com i'm on social media uh, my social media, by the way, has changed since last time we spoke with you or we connected because uh, I was, my accounts were hacked. And unfortunately, Facebook, uh, Meta owns Facebook, owns um, Instagram and WhatsApp, and they have a bot system. Um, and not unfortunately that they own them. Good for them if they own them. But <laughs> unfortunately that they have a bot system, uh, uh, customer service, and it just shuts down all your accounts based on the hacker's activity, not mine. So, and I'm in some queue that must be global. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea where I'm at. It's been a couple months. So I just had to open new accounts for all the groups I'm in and for the, to stay in touch with my following and people that, you know, I just, I want to stay in touch with everyone. So I am Walker Kimberly um, is my Facebook. I am Walker Kimberly, K-I-M-B-R-L-Y without the E's. Um, because Walker Brandt is obviously taken by me, but it's not <laughs> usable. And um, yeah, until that is sorted, that's what those, those are my two primary is, or my, my primary is um, Instagram, but I use the most. And uh, I'm on also on TikTok. It's walkie talk, W-A-L-K-Y-T-O-K. Um, <laughs> yeah. Walkie talk. Clever. <laughs> Love it. I'm proud of myself for that one. But <laughs> um, let's see. Um, also, I have, by the way, my um, audiobook. I just finished producing that with the uh, production company. It should be out soon. I, I have a free chapter offer right now um, that you go to my website. You'll see the link for it. It's Walker Brandt forward slash um, Awaken Audio, I believe is the actual name of the. And I'm giving away a free chapter that I will uh, and uh, read to everyone, which I'm excited to do, to do. I'm just very excited about the audiobook. Finally, yeah. finally, finally. And um, yeah, so that's how you can reach me. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll, we'll link in the show notes and how frustrating about the social media and bots and all of that making life in some ways easier. But then when you actually like, look, there's just a logical like solution, help me out. They, I had it with a, a different company before and it's like, no, I'm, I'm giving you the information. Just like listen to it and help me. And they're like, no. <laughs> actually, uh-huh. fa- Facebook, um, they locked me out of my account only temporarily to reset my passwords because I uploaded a photo album and they went well 
that can't be you because I, I don't often do it, but I was like, but it definitely is me. <laughs> and it was nightmare. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, my LinkedIn and my Twitter, they're still under Walker Brandt. Um, but yeah, exactly. It's like there is over 10 years of historical data meta that shows my history. Yeah. 10 years. The hacker did really bad stuff. This is obviously not me. And the hacker uploaded a phone number into my account somehow. And the phone number was international. There's only been one number associated with my account for over 12 years. So it's like, how does their bot system not look at historical data? Could somebody please help me here? Like, how do you not look at historical data? It's an algorithm for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, you're not looking at mine. So I'm just, I just had yeah. to let go because it was one of those things where you just got to let go. What can I do? Move yeah. On. Well, that seems like it's your mess. <laughs> the message, isn't it? You just got to like, accept it. That's where you're at. Let go. Find a way around it so that you can still connect with people. And hopefully at some point you'll get it back. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah. At that point, I would be like, sorry, I've got more followers here now. See you later. <laughs> I, I am Walker Kimberly now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah. Well, Walker, thank you so, so much for, for joining us. I've loved connecting with you and um, and hearing, you know, just a little flavor of your story. So definitely everyone should check out your book, check out the audio book. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Hannah. What a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me. You're welcome. So a massive thank you to Walker for, for joining us and for everything that she has shared uh, with us in this conversation. And yeah, I really want to say that I appreciate you for tuning in, for listening, for supporting the show. Uh, it really means a lot, particularly, you know, still being here after um, the, the sort of the less consistent posting, let's say that um recently and and I think it's really important that we are listening to ourselves we are thinking about what we need for our self-care um and kind of honoring that and giving ourselves that permission kind of allowing accepting uh, something that we talked about in this episode and yeah really honoring um ourselves and loving ourselves and that is something that I'm have been on a long journey around still am on um, a journey around that um but I think it's really important so I, I guess I would finish today just with an encouragement to check in with yourself uh, for how you are doing how you're feeling if there is something that you need or want um a choice that you think is kind of serving your higher good you know is uh nurturing and, and loving towards yourself um and then if you can if it's if you're able to if you're safe to do so um to allow yourself whatever that is so for me today I've got um, a full weekend of training uh for a sort of role over the next month but we have finished two hours early actually, or hour and a half early from the sort of time that I had in my head earmarked for that. So I am spending a little bit of time finalising this and getting it out to you, uh, some reading that I have to do for my counselling training. So some of that time I'm going to spend doing these other tasks that would have kind of fallen out into the rest of my life. 
but then I'm going to have some time to actually have some downtime. I'm going to spend some time on my yoga mat. I'm going to spend some time sitting outside if the sun is still out a little bit, a little bit of blue sky. Um, and yeah, have a bit of bonus calm time. So that's me. That's uh, what I'm up to. And uh, I can't even remember how the beginning of this bit started to kind of finish off that in a coherent point. <laughs> so sorry. Um, but yeah, check in with yourself of uh, what you need for yourself and allow yourself that. Sorry, big yawn. <laughs> Maybe I need a nap or probably I will try for an early night. Um, because that's part, part of it as well. Uh, something that can have a massive impact on our mental well-being. Uh, you know, how we're actually looking after the physical stuff uh, has a really big impact on the mental. And that's something I'm really appreciating at the moment. So I'm not going to keep waffling on. I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciate you and really grateful that you've tuned in you've listened that you've got right to the end and hopefully you will be back for our next episode um so until then as always look after yourself be kind to yourself and i'll speak to you soon bye for now <laughs>